Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Karat Tribe. How are you today? Hi, peeps. We have a special guest. I'm so excited to introduce her. Her name is Miss short for Melissa. She and I met on social media, and I always think it's hilarious that we meet people on social media all the time. So, um, but she just came across my path and we just loved her so much. We wanted her to share her story, her journey, and some of the things that she's doing that's so exciting. So welcome, welcome. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. So we had a, um, like kind of a pre-conversation a couple weeks ago, and you were telling me your story about your injury that you had. And I, I was just so fascinated by it because I know, um, that it has taken you down this path and this journey that has brought you to where you are. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I, it all kind of starts back. I have a, a few different things that God has allowed me to walk through um, throughout the years. But 21 years ago, I was a gymnast and an athlete, and I blew out my uh, my knee at a very young age. I was only 14 and had to have a reconstruction, and within six months, it blew out again. So I had to have another. So by the time I was 15 years old, I'd already had two pretty major um, surgeries with uh, with transplants and just, uh, it, it was really hard as it, but I, I went on to, I was a, a cheerleader in college and um, always been athletic and loved just health and nutrition and fitness and um, just trying to always live the full life that God has for us. And uh, about four years ago, we were pregnant with our fourth sweet baby and uh this is different than the than my leg situation but i came down with a very kind of crazy uh situation in our pregnancy it was called vasa previa Mm -hmm. and it is just kind of they don't know a whole lot about it usually babies are um stillborn when Mm -hmm. the mother has vasa previa it's where the um uh it basically has uh, blood vessels that go over your cervix and so the mother and the baby will bleed to death and so they spotted it pretty quick and so from about 22 weeks on I was uh, on complete flat bed rest in the hospital and I had three little babies at home that my husband was trying to take care of and everybody knows Daddy doesn't quite do as good as that. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking speaking truth right there, girl. They speaking try. truth. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was hard. And we we've kind of come to terms with, okay, God, if you're wanting to take me, mm. then you will provide and you will take care of my husband and our children. Um, because there wasn't like we didn't know what was gonna happen. So they weren't so sure. We were completely relying wow. So they weren't the sure if and if you would survive or if either one of you would survive, correct? 
Exactly. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, at, uh, we'll never forget the day we had the big bleed that they were anticipating. And um, they, it was, she, we made it till 30 weeks. Wow. And the placenta came out first. And like the doctors just couldn't believe. They said, normally the baby has already died mm-hmm. if that happens. Um, obviously emergency C-section and um, obviously it was a road ahead. We had a hard road because she was born at 30 weeks so yeah. she didn't have the brain development or the, you know, so it was a long road in the NICU but me and her are, she has no problems. Like God is just mm-hmm. he, he has shown us like when the doctors say no he still can say yes and yeah. so that mm-hmm. was just oh, just a testament of how mm-hmm. good he is and how faithful he is and then not even a year after that I blew my knee again (laughs) and so it was just like boom 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 you know so really since little Kaziah that's her name of course a baby really since she's been born I've been down a lot so in the last uh, three years I've had uh, multiple surgeries and getting ready to have another big surgery and um, constantly asking God, you know, God, why, you know, mm-hmm. why are you allowing this? But still knowing that he truly does work all things to our good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a hard attitude to have, especially when you get one blow after the other, after the other. I mean, I think that just, you know, it can ter- it can either make you or break you, right? Like you can either be like, I got this, or you're gonna you're just gonna fall apart into a million pieces. I know that we had talked a little bit about your daughter's name, and I thought it was just really ironic. And I've said this a few times on the show that it's funny we have these people on our show that we find all these similarities to mm-hmm. with just like coincidences, as Phyllis would say. Spirits. Yeah. <laughs> and so your daughter's name is actually, so our Bible verse, like, you know, it's Job 2310. And your daughter's name is named after one of Job's daughters, correct? Yes, absolutely. Mm, yeah. So the last chapter of Job, it's, it's a pretty amazing because Job's been through this just crazy, like, can't even believe it situation, you know, that he's lost his children and he's lost everything he has and then because he was faithful because he kept serving God even in the hard times that last chapter says that God blessed him like above and beyond Mm -hmm. what he had in the beginning and the beginning of the book of Job says he was a very prosperous man he was very blessed Mm -hmm. and so God not only restored but he blessed and that's what God Mm -hmm. does it's always overflow yeah and said he had three daughters and said they were the most beautiful in all the land Mm -hmm. and one of them's name was Keziah and we just thought God what a perfect name for what we've kind of been through Mm -hmm. that she was the she's such a blessing you know she's such the um, the overflow Mm -hmm. yeah that is beautiful it's funny because I'm reading Job again right now and you know I used to hate Job (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, this is the worst book ever in the Bible. It's so sad. And um, now I'm looking at it through new eyes, which is exactly why you always have to keep studying the Bible, mm-hmm. um, because God reveals different things. And what I'm noticing is it's almost exactly like your story, Miss, because even though he 
can take everything away and then bless you again. It, you know, the journey of that is we don't get to just go through life with blessing, 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 Mm -hmm. failure, blessing. You know, it's like we have this roller coaster of all of these things that still continue to happen, but we continue to be faithful. And it's so um, testing of you because, you know, you're telling this story of this beautiful miracle of this child. And yet here you are again yeah. <laughs> through this valley of like now your surgeries and um, not really being able probably to do the things you want to do with your baby and, um, you know, just a lot of different struggles. And I think it's a testament to show mm-hmm. people that even in the midst of all that um, struggle and strife is you have these beautiful moments to look back on mm-hmm. and say, but there's these beautiful miracles that we have before us. Yeah. And I think it's perspective too. I think, you know, um, the things I've learned from Job is that you pray for the right perspective of it because we, again, you don't know, right. You don't know. I mean, I'm sure you were hoping and praying that you didn't have to have another knee surgery. Yeah. And here you are going into that. life would be that. comforting from right. here on out. Right. You're like, I did my one yeah. thing. That was really hard. <laughs> I had my struggle. I'm done. But that's not how life works. Right. But, you know, there's still this beautiful, right. you know, you get to look in this beautiful child's eyes and see the miracle of life and yeah. how good God is. Yeah. And I feel like our guests have just amplified that, you know, mm. just that you are, you are being tested and, and there's so much that's coming out of it. I mean, um, I know you guys have soul fire ministries and I want you to tell us a little bit about, um, that and how it started. Yeah. So soul fire, we, uh, we started youth pastoring about 14 years ago. I just felt the call just to equip that the teenage teenagers, that generation, just to serve God with everything they are truly live the full life that God has. We we started and we thought, oh, this is this is what we're gonna do forever. We're gonna do we're gonna do youth ministry forever and uh, pretty uh, pretty soon it, 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 I shouldn't say too soon, it was several years later, but God kinda of birds in us the idea of um of doing soul fire to doing conferences and uh kind of our slogan is igniting hearts for Christ. And that, that really is our mission and our goal at every event we do, whether it's a marriage conference or a youth conference or a children's event. We we just want people to leave there with an excitement for Jesus, that God has so much more for their life than they even realize, that they can they can truly have a full life and that God's promised in John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come up and they have life and then they have it to the fullest or abundantly. Mm-hmm. And so with Soul Fire, our vision is just to go and do these conferences and events and just ignite hearts for Christ. Yeah. And I think that's great that you encompass the whole family because I do feel like, you know, it starts with the marriage, which then in turn, if that's healthy, you know, the kids mm-hmm. are able to see that. And, and then that, you know, flows into every part, children's ministries and youth ministries. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking a little bit before the show started about what you're seeing as far as marriages right now with, you know, COVID and it's tough. And I mean, I'll even say like, I don't like my husband every day right now. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Like he's kind of getting on my nerves. Like it's been a <laughs> long, long yeah, like, love you, but you can go, uh, yeah. you know, take a walk for please. like three hours, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, 
one of the biggest things that we're seeing is just the how fear is crippling and so if the enemy can cripple us with fear Mm. in this time of the pandemic it it affects every area of our life and i i've i've talked to many people and i'm just receiving emails just people in our church we we pastor a church uh, locally and um, online and i feel like the biggest thing is when either the husband or the wife is kind of crippled by fear, mm-hmm. then it will affect their marriage. Mm-hmm. It'll affect their children because it affects their their perspective and their outlook on daily life because mm-hmm. they feel stuck. But when truly God's just wanting us to look to Him for everything we need because mm-hmm. His Word says that we don't have to worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries about its, yeah. uh, for its own. So I think that marriages are greatly being affected mm-hmm. because of the fear factor that's happening right now and with what's going on. Yeah. And it's important to have coping skills for that because the, the fear is real, yeah. you know, the stress is real right? and all of those things are, um, you know, real time things that are happening, but I feel like people aren't finding the coping mechanisms right. to really calm their brain, calm their mind you know, even sitting quietly with the Bible, mm-hmm. like just reading through those scriptures and saying, um, okay, what does this all mean? Or what can I do today to just like make my, have a mind shift right. of make it something where it's calmer, where I can do something for my spouse instead of working against my spouse. Right. And digging deeper right. into the scriptures. I mean, what are, what are the, some of the things you're doing right now? I mean, Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of small children. And Phyllis <laughs> yeah. and I, you have way more kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot more stress than, than us for sure. But, you know, we were talking about Phyllis as her daughter. Um, her daughter, you know, is a young mom. And, you know, it's hard trying to work from home and take yeah. care of kids. And so, like, how are you coping with all of that? And then with your injury, like, how is that working for you? <laughs> right. Well, I tell you, so we, we homeschool anyways. So... Our, our children are home with us and we um, we own wedding venues and we own a mobile DJ business <laughs> oh my pastor so we do we have all these these all these things that God has called us to and that's that's the way we look at it this is it's think these are things in our life that God has called us to and I tell you right now in this this time I I really feel like God is just even with my injury that seems to be the injury that will never stop you know it Mm -hmm. seems to just I'm constantly I've been on crutches more in the last four years the little Kazai and and Micah she's only a year older she's five but for most of their life mom has been down mom has Mm -hmm. been on crutches or in a machine you know that bends my leg eight hours a day I mean it's craziness Uh. and you look and and it's like God what what are you doing but I, I really feel that God has been showing me that he uses all these things to equip us for what he has for our life. So like in this time, in in this situation, I think that he's been really showing me and encouraging us to encourage others that he's really giving us an opportunity to reset our lives. Mm. So the way we look at church, you know, we think that churches just want something we go to once a week but God's wanting to birth church in our homes yeah. he's wanting our, these, our our marriages to pray together to yeah. study God's word together to mm-hmm. 
sing with our children, to have church with our families. You know, he's wanting to establish that in the homes so we can go out into the world and preach the gospel. So just for me personally, being in God's word is everything. It's strength. It's mm-hmm. it's every, I mean, it gives you, it's the power we need to do life, to yeah. do everything that God's called us to do. And then just putting it into action and putting others first. Mm-hmm. Instead of just thinking about how this might be affecting me and my family, reaching out to somebody and encouraging them and speaking life to them over their situation. Yeah, and I think, you know, with your injury and you saying like how, you know, you've, you haven't been able to do all the things that you want to do, but you have, I mean, I it's inspiring because it's like, you're not making excuses like, you know, my knee is, you know, I can't because of this, because of that. I mean, you just keep driving and you have all these like things that you're doing and that you're passionate about. And I think that's a real testament to who you are and who God has created you to be, because, you know, you could use that excuse of, oh, my knee. So I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, minister to people because it's about me. And I think it's just about taking the focus off of who you are, like what, you know, and what you can do for others. And I know that you were, telling me about you're creating like this online course that you're doing. Um, so tell me a little bit about that as well. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, just with everything that's kind of going on in current situation, I feel like God is using this as an opportunity for me. I, I think back in the, the story of Job when he, you know, I think all of what Job went through, it was really a test to see what Job was going to do. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity for Job to to just lay down and just quit or yeah. for him to keep going. Yeah. And so I really feel like that is what God is stirring in me and equipping in me is, you know, life may get hard, but what are you going to do when mm-hmm. it gets hard? And so for me, I know that I have a call to preach the good news. I have a call to teach and raise up this generation for the Lord. And so... Uh, so many times I've kind of wrestled with God, like, okay, Lord, I have an opportunity to preach. Well, I'm on crutches or I'm, I have this, you know, stinking brace on my leg from my hip to my ankle. I look so ridiculous. And then God will remind me, is this about you or is this about declaring my word? Mm -hmm. And so I just had to make a promise to the Lord. Okay, God, I'm going to take every opportunity because you are the one who gives us strength because his word says when I am weak then you are made strong therefore I can boast in my weaknesses because Christ's power is made sufficient for me and so I God has been showing me that through my pain there is purpose so the course idea has just been like oh just flooding my heart and my mind for months like that he's he's doing something and so I, I'm really excited about this first course, and basically it is, it's just encouraging people that God has more for their life, that they really can live the full life. I love to talk about that, uh, just how he has so much more for us yeah. uh, out of every day of our lives. So in this course, it's really just equipping people to, to do just that, to live out the purpose and the call that God has on their life, and really to even recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important piece because I think a lot of times people don't, they can't figure out or navigate through what, 
you know, their purposes. And, and Phyllis right now is um, getting certified to be a life coach. And so I think that you dig pretty deep into that as well when you're, you know, coaching people and trying to figure out what their purpose is. Well, the coach needs a coach. And so (laughs) we have to go deep diving ourselves. And uh, actually, I've spent this last couple of weeks, I decided that I wanted to do an online I needed online therapy. She did. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I needed I'm some kidding. therapy. There, it's funny. The more you uh, learn about coaching others, mm-hmm. you figure out the weak spots in your own life. And uh, there were some right. things I was still like tucking away and mm-hmm. trying to like be tough through. And, um, you know, COVID just kind of stopped that in your track. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's interesting. I think it's like really important to... Um, is to get help too. I I think, you know, for people, you know, we, we're believers, so we always dive into the Bible, but I think for people that are just starting out, it's really hard for them to understand like what all that means. And so I really encourage people, you know, to get the help, like the kind of therapy that you need first to, to kind of dig out some of those things from the past. And then, be able to grow from that and then you come alongside someone who is a Christian coach Mm -hmm. or something that can then lead you to a deeper level I think it all works together I think you know feelings are feelings like it's easy for us to say well just go you know be with the Lord but it's like a lot of people struggle with that and so I think mind body and soul is all together like something you have to really um, I'm passionate about because yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge feelings also. Um, so yeah, I love the idea. I think online courses right now are the way to go because you can reach so many more people. Mm-hmm. And also with Zoom, there is a face technology there yeah. that you can be able to see the person right. and really see how they react to things and um, for you, Miss, to be able to be there. And I feel like God um, brings a light to your face when you're showing yeah. who he is. And so your voice, your face, all of that, like, just helps yeah. the whole mission. So I think that's just um, something we, I think for younger generation, too, can really reach more people that way. Yeah. And I think for, you know, the younger folks, too, it's, it is hard to figure out your purpose. And I think a lot of times with young people, they feel insecure. Mm-hmm. And so when they're able to have somebody who has been through a little bit of life stand alongside yeah. them and be like, you've got this, like, mm-hmm. you know, learn, you, you don't have to be, you don't have to wait till you're 40 or 50 yeah. or 60 to know like, okay, well, I went through all this journey. Like, I think it's important to help them so that they don't have to struggle right. with what we went through. You know, yeah, yeah they'll have their oh, mistakes right. and their bumps, but I, you don't want them to have yeah. to if go. If we can equip right. them now, it's, yeah. yeah. We, then they don't have to be and like us. they don't us. have to be like us. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring it out later when we're old. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So I have one final question for you, Miss. What would you tell your 22-year-old self? It's like our standard question, <laughs> and we want to know. What would you say? You know, I've kind of been, I've been thinking about that uh, just since you sent me the email, just with a few questions. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, you know, God really changed my life when I was in my early uh, early 20s and um, really showed me very clear uh, just the calling he had on my life. And I was just thinking about 
I was serving God faithfully. I was in ministry. I was already youth pastoring. I was already doing um, just what God had called us to do. But I think I would, I would, I would go back and I would really try to encourage my 22 year old self that it's not about what everybody else is doing. It's mm-hmm. not about what everybody else is thinking or what they think you should do. Mm-hmm. It's really about the vision that God has for you. Mm-hmm. And like it's really that. about, there's nothing, there's nothing quite like digging into God's word and truly learning his word and learning what he has for your life. I just look back and I think there's a, there were a lot of years that I probably uh, just had, you know, struggled because I wasn't really truly relying on truth. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that Phyllis said mind, body, and soul, because that's something that uh, I'm actually working on, working on uh, the second course right now, exactly that, mind, body, and soul, because mm-hmm. I think so much of that does go together that we don't even realize. And so, yeah. man, if I could have, if I could have realized all of that at 22 years old, there probably would have been a lot uh, less hurts and a lot less struggles. But I also know that Second Corinthians says that God is there for us in our time of need so that we can be there for others in their time yeah. of need. Mm-hmm. So like all those, you know, all those things I've been through since 22, I I get to come alongside this younger right. generation yeah. and encourage them and equip them for like, just like you said, they don't have to wait until they're older, but they can learn now of, man, God has such an impact for you if you would just yeah it's kind of funny because the things that we've learned the hard lessons we've learned are the things that are are the things that make us right and Mm -hmm. help others but uh what i hear a lot like Rhonda and a lot of our guests have grown up in the christian faith Mm -hmm. and it's like you're checking off all the boxes Mm -hmm. well i'm i'm a youth pastor i'm this i'm that but it's like is your heart in it right Mm -hmm. And I came to my faith at 35, so I did all the wrong things <laughs> until then and um, kind of started coming around in my early 30s. But, uh, you know, it's like um, it's almost the same road. It's right. like you, we all do what like you people that grow up in the church, the, the Christian kids, like yeah. they try to mark all the boxes and do all the right things, but their heart's not in it. Right. We grow right. up doing whatever we want selfishly because um we don't even have a God that's right. like in it. So we have no conscious of that. Right. We're just like, yeah, we're bad kids, like right. whatever. And then we come to that place where we go, oh, wait, uh, there has to be more than this because I'm making really wrong decisions. Maybe I'm not in control. <laughs> and so I feel right. like, um, you know, your 22 year old self, it's like, yeah, you could start off even doing all the right things. But what I was hearing from you is like, yeah, you were in the pocket of what you were supposed to do, but were you really, was your heart in it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Especially with your, yeah. And especially with your journey, I think, you know, it's, it's always, you know, even though like, and I joke all the time and I say, well, you know, I grew up in church, so I should have more brownie points than Phyllis because, you know, I went to church and yet I don't. You know, I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. I'm like, come on, God. You know, right. so, you know, it's true. And, and um, yeah. when Miss and I originally had spoken, we were kind of laughing because we both went to um, colleges that were affiliated with the Assembly of God. And I know her college that she went to very well. And so it's, you know, I, I guess my passion is so much for, you know, Christian kids because I think they get looped into this thing where 
they got to do the right things and they're on this like trail and they're trying to do all these things to to attain this perfection Mm -hmm. that is never going to happen right because we're not going to be perfect till we get to heaven so I just feel like you know, you being able to pour into those people and with even, you know, being a Christian, you know, your whole life, and then you have these knee injuries and then, you know, you have, these are all unexpected things that, that none of us expect when we walk down the aisle, none of us are going, yes, Lord, I, you know, I want to have multiple knee injuries, bring on the pain, yeah, (laughs) you know, but we, we deal with them and we get through them and through them, we're able to help other people. And I, I'm just so excited about your courses and where that's going to take you and your ministry and tell us where they can find you on social media. So they can find us. We have several different, um, different, uh, options, but on Instagram, it's at Nick and miss. Uh, that's, uh, my personal one. And then our ministry is soul fireman at soul fire ministries. And they can find us on Instagram or Facebook and uh, just excited about about the future and what God has and just excited to use every opportunity to do just to give God glory. Yeah, well, we're excited. We're so happy that you were able to be with us today. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story. Um, we just love hearing, you know, how God works through our pain, right? And I, I was just cracking right. up because, I mean, of all things, like we ran into each other on social media and you like the book of Job. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> She's our person. Right. I know you're our person for sure. Well, thank you, 24 Carat, for joining us today. We want you to go share, like, subscribe. Subscribe and make sure to check out our Instagram page, 24 Carat Conversations Podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.